Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm Teresa. And we are the co-authors of the book, Pass the Baton, Empowering All Music Students. Our goal is to share stories of educators who are passing the baton and empowering their music students. We want to help teachers create music lessons that transform students from passive consumers to vibrant creatives. All right, welcome back and hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Catherine and I are really pleased to have a, a friend that I've known for a couple of years now. Um, Mandy is here, and this is exciting because, you know, Mandy, you've been like a, an internet friend, but we're actually going to get to meet in person soon, which is really, so really exciting. Cool. <laughs> um, so, Mandy, will you go ahead? Can you introduce, our, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your teaching experience and what you're up to. Uh, okay, so my name is Mandy, and I am a band teacher, but I'm an international band teacher. So I don't stay in the same place year on year. I usually stay in the same place for five or six years, and then I move on. But when I move on, I'm not in the same district anymore. I usually change countries. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I have taught in the Middle East, in Qatar. I have taught in Hong Kong, and I have taught in Beijing. So, and I guess before I went overseas, I was teaching in Canada too, but that's not nearly as exciting. <laughs> awesome. Well, very, very exciting. Thanks. Yeah. So, and I think one thing you had talked about that when you have gone from different places, one thing you've kind of kept um, is uh, having students plan a concert. So maybe could you help us understand like what inspired you to do that and what does it look like? So when I started teaching, um, I was kind of like the last of that old school mentality of the teacher does it. The teacher is right. The teacher does everything. Mm -hmm. And when I went overseas, a lot of overseas schools are very progressive, not all of them, but a lot of them are very progressive. And one of the first schools that I was in, they were very much not in favor of that sage on stage approach. And they wanted a lot more student involvement, um, which I struggled with because when you go through university and they're teaching you how to be all and end all, um, and then being told just to, can you just step over there? Yeah, we're just going to focus on, and it's kind of like, whoa, hold on. You're going to give some kid who hasn't even finished high school yet control of my group. What? Like I just did seven extra years of schooling here. Come on. <laughs> um, but I did eventually see the benefits to it. And so this, um, this project of having the students do their own concert grew organically. So it didn't start off with, right, guys, you have to do a concert. I'm going to go get coffee. See you in three months. <laughs> um, you know, it was very much a gradual thing where, First, I would ask them for their input on what they were wanting to do in terms of music to play. And so I would program most of the concert, but then there'd be a few selections that they wanted. And it didn't always fit. You know, sometimes we were doing uh, Jupiter and the next song was Disney classics. <laughs> but I felt like, um, when they had that say and that input, they really got into it. 
And oftentimes Disney classics sounded better than Jupiter because they were practicing it 16 million times a day. <laughs> um, so, and it got to the point where when I was in the Middle East, I could only order music once per year. Mm. And you actually order a year ahead. So in October, I'm sitting down and I'm putting in my order for everything, reeds, oil, sheet music, extra screws, pads, like everything goes in in October. I receive it July, August time for use that following year. So my kids would start coming to me in September with requests. Being like, hey, I, I was listening on to this. Can we order this? Can we do this? Can we do this? So that it kind of that's where it started is to getting them. And then um I started to release that control. I was more comfortable with standing on the side. And I started to give over more and more. And actually, this last uh, couple of years when I was in Beijing, I released almost everything. To the students. So I still acted as a go between between the students and the admin. Um, and sometimes that go between was just to set up the meeting and then stand silently to the side while they're actually having the dialogue. And but like it, it was a really powerful thing for them. And it ended up being a full unit. So they got to have a say on the music. They didn't get final say because um, we didn't always have everything in stock or sometimes it would be like, okay, well, you guys really want to do this. We don't have it in stock. Do I have enough money personally to be able to order this in? Can I get it as an e-print or is it going to take eight weeks to get on a boat and get over here? Um, but they... I was working with more senior students at that point. So it was like my grade eight to tens were the ones that were working on this. And they, I had kids in charge of publicity and making posters and stuff like that. I had kids um, in charge of food. I mean, what teenager doesn't like to be in charge of food? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they were organizing others to bring things and talking with the cafeteria people to have plates and napkins and stuff like that. Um, I had kids who were researching the music to be able to make uh, little background notes on them. And we didn't do a, a program that was paper. We did just digital slides. So we had that. We had MCs. Our MCs, um, our, our concerts were always bilingual. So, and that's something that is really important to me, no matter what school I'm in, I always want to have a bilingual concert going on. I would have students uh, acting as stage managers, getting equipment on and off the stage for the various groups. That was definitely very difficult for me. That was probably the last thing I let go of. And that was probably one of the most difficult things for me to let go of because you know, if you don't have a good stage manager, your concert starts to run long and then your audience starts getting squirrely and then you're just like, oh no. So that was one that when we were doing our rehearsals, I was all over that stage manager going, gotta go faster. You've got to be on top of these guys. You know, like it was dragon lady appeared. Um, <laughs> but for, on the most, for the most part, like all of these students were in charge of the different things, decorations, like the whole nine yards. And 
you know, we didn't have really polished sounds necessarily. Um, but I think what they got out of it was so much more than if I had been in charge of everything, if I had drilled every note and every rhythm and every dynamic, um, you know, it may have sounded better, but it just wouldn't have been theirs. They wouldn't have owned it. And the fact that I had kids who were super shy and hated to be in the spotlight, being in charge of something, and then seeing it's like, wow, I, I can do this. You know, I had a, my really, one of my really shy students ended up being a stage manager one year and he discovered that actually he's pretty organized. And as long as he can find his voice, he's really good at stage managing. You know, and I had another kid who was just like, miss, I'm not good at anything. Like, I can't do any of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you can. And, you know, he ended up doing a lot of the translating. Wow. You know, so there's like, everybody was able to kind of find a role and, and work in it. And no, it, it wasn't always perfect. I did have a few kids who didn't buy in, you know, and they didn't pull their weight and they ended up letting their groups down. Um, but that in itself was a lesson for the class on like, it's not always going to be, you know, everybody on board with the idea and how are you going to work through that? You know, cause once, once they get over, I don't know, like 18 months of age, you can't force them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to force a toddler to do something, but it doesn't usually work for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how you were saying that, you know, it wasn't just like, okay, guys, go for it, that you gradually, they work, you know, you, you put the systems in place to gradually release that control. Um, so I guess when you got to each different school, you kind of had to start over, did you find, or how did that work? Yes. But in putting the systems in place, those were getting put in place as much for me as they were for the students. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's teaching myself that I can let go and it can still be successful Mm -hmm. and having already gone through it at one school it's like okay so I went through this process already here's the things that I learned from that process so that when I'm teaching this process to the new set of students then um you know it was it was a little bit easier And it became one of those things so that by the time I was in Beijing and I was doing it there, I didn't try to teach everything to everyone. Mm. It was like, right, I'm going to teach you guys how to do this part. I'm going to teach you guys how to do this part. Whereas when I first started, I was trying to do everything with everyone Mm. so that everybody got the same education. Um, You know, and it was that cookie cutter factory style uh, thing. And, and I do, and there's still, to some extent, I still do struggle with the fact that like, is everybody learning the same things or like, am I letting somebody down by having different people in different groups and focused on different things? I, there is a part of me that still struggles with that because I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what if that kid should have been in that group over there? What if they would have done better if they had been the one choosing the music? What if they had done better if they were a section leader? Like it's, I'm constantly second guessing myself on that, but 
until somebody just gives me that crystal ball that I ordered off of Amazon already, <laughs> then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to know for sure. And I think that my students, I think I'm doing the best that I can with the knowledge that I currently have. I also think that as I keep moving and learning myself, I'm going to be changing the process. I'm going to be moving to do different things, you know, it, and with the way the world has been for the last two years, then it's possible that the way our, we do concerts is going to change permanently. And mm -hmm. now I'm going to need to get a whole team of sound engineers on board who are going to be miking everything properly and, you know, recording everything so that we can dump everything into iMovie and into GarageBand and lining everything up and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's a whole nother set of skills that are great and that some kids really love and would I, love I, to be part I'm of. still learning them. Like, full oh, disclosure, yeah. you hand me a microphone, I can figure out how to plug A into B. But then when you put me in front of that board, I'm like, oh, buttons and lights, sliders. <laughs> Ooh, what do yeah. we do here? So I know you've talked about, you know, uh, your process. What, what did you see in the kids? What were the benefits in the kids when you were able to, um, you know, step aside a little bit and let them take everything on or take many of the things on that you let go of? So the students started to become more engaged. Again, as I said, it wasn't 100%, but it stopped being... I'm sitting in this class. Is this class over yet? Is it lunchtime yet? Can I go home yet? Like mm -hmm. it wasn't high school. Like I remember high school where, where you just had to, you know, you had no choice. Your parents pushed you onto the bus in the morning. The bus dropped you off. You had nowhere else to go unless you had your own car, which I didn't. Um, and you just had to sit there and listen to these adults drone on and on going like, you know, when am I ever going to use any of this stuff? And, you know, my kids still on occasion would be like, when are we going to be planning a concert in the rest of our lives? I'm like, you might not be, but you might host a party. Mm -hmm. You know, you might need to be learning some of these skills to organize a big event. One of, I, I trained as a band teacher. One of the first things I did when I got to Hong Kong was to organize a major tech conference <laughs> for my school. I like, we didn't even have computers when I was in elementary school. We, we had a computer lab when I was in high school, but only the geeks went there. <laughs> and, you know, like it was something I learned how to type on a typewriter. I never thought that I would be getting into technology ever. And I didn't until I was overseas. And once I was overseas, then, you know, I started seeing applications for things and whatnot. And when an opportunity presented itself for me to organize this tech conference, I did it. And it wasn't just like for my school, it was like a regional thing. So it was a big deal. And there were definitely times when I thought I could bite bit off more than I could chew. But, you know, it ended up actually being very successful. And the teacher's that were there really enjoyed it and thought that it was some of the best, best PD they'd ever had food, power, Wi-Fi. Those are the three things <laughs> you've got. Those three doesn't matter what else happens. <laughs> um, so with my students, you know, 
they're, they may never organize a band concert in their life after they finish with me. But I hope that they're learning a bunch of those so-called soft skills about organization, about teamwork, about time management, about independence, that I almost every single company in the world wants in their employees. So this is kind of, I, I tell my students, I'm like, I'm not here to teach you how to play your instrument necessarily. Like I'm teaching you all of this other stuff yeah. through your instrument. Yeah. Well, and hopefully it sounds like you're also giving kids the opportunity to showcase something that they're, they're passionate about, right? Like if you're, if you're allowing kids to be the MC, most likely it's a student who kind of likes being in front of the crowd and likes doing that public speaking and they're getting the opportunity to practice that or, you know, just the various little roles that you were giving them. It sounds like, oh, the um, students who are doing like decorating and, and posters, most likely those students already had an interest in art, in maybe interior design or just things like yeah. that. And they're getting a chance to showcase those skills. And that's definitely, that's kind of where we start. That's definitely where I, like when I'm introducing the various roles and stuff like that, but there's also students that I'll be kind of having my eye on for certain roles Mm -hmm. because I don't think that they would be going for it, but I feel like there's, there's a little something inside them that I think they would be successful. Yeah. They just need a little bit of a nudge towards that opportunity and to know that I believe in them. Yes. That, you know, that I'm there for them, that I'm going to be standing behind them a hundred percent that, you know, if they start to fall, I'm going to help prop them up. They'll still be in front of a crowd, but you know, <laughs> I'll be popping them up. So yeah, they're like, it's, it's definitely things like that for sure. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Did you see any, you know, you mentioned a couple little challenges along the way, anything that like really surprised you, I guess maybe even things that surprised you as a challenge or as a benefit. Um, you know, it's definitely, I've had different challenges in different schools. So like I've, I've had the students who are just like, not going to do this. Like can't make me not going to bother, but those students weren't going to bother with the regular band music anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, so that although it it makes it a lot more difficult for their team and their group, um, they were always going to let the group down one way or another. I was surprised. I didn't always have my administration on board, Mm. you know, like, it was, I had one set of administrators who were just like, you know, yeah, like we want, we want you to kind of be on the side in the classroom, but concert, like that's very public. (laughs) I don't know that we should be going down that road, like having students in uh, like, you know, it kind of made them squirm. And um. It was something where I kind of had to hold firm and be like, this is the unit. This is their assessment. I can't not do it now. Like we're, we're already into it. And through doing that, then they would kind of come round and I would be praying for success. 
um, so that we'd be able to do it again the following year or the following semester. So I would try to do it with the older students in a new school. It'd be like, okay, start with the older students first, then do it with the younger students. And in my very first year in any school, I wouldn't hand over as much power to the students. So it would like, they would be the MCs, but I would have a big hand in writing the script. I would do a lot of the music choices. So it was, it isn't something where I would just like walk in the door and here we go, guys. Um, it was definitely, you know, let, let's learn about your systems. You learn about my systems. Let's learn about your abilities. You learn about my abilities and we kind of go from there. So it was usually the second or third concert when I started to release a lot of the control. In that first concert, not nearly as much control was released. I would get students helping me, but it they wouldn't be in charge. Yeah, and I think too, um, when you see kids in concerts like that, like you can't help but see the enthusiasm that comes out of their product, even though their product may not be that perfect product. And as adults, we're so stuck on that product. And you know, at admin too, whereas when you start to see, but like what the kids uh, look like and sound like and their enthusiasm. Um, and I think sometimes it's helped when I share uh, to my admin before they come, like when, just so you know, the, the script, the idea, the costumes, the lighting, the, you know, all done by these students. Here's the backstories. It's so awesome. And then I think they start to appreciate that too, because then, you know, they're, they're seeing all that behind the scene work. Um, whereas an educator, like, how do you not appreciate all of that learning and process that happened? Right. Yeah. Where when sometimes you see a product, you don't know all that, you know? Yeah. And that's certainly something that, I make sure the parents know walking in the Mm -hmm. door. It's like, your kids did this A through Z. Like, this is not on me. So it's like, you guys need to really pay attention and know that it's their work. And similarly, like at the concerts, I try to blend into the background. Yes, I'm on the podium, but... I am not the one addressing the audience. Like I pretty much keep my back to this, um, to the audience almost the entire time. You know, I stay focused on my kids. It is their moment. It is their concert. It's not about me, you know? And at the end I get them to stand up and I stand beside them, you know, and we do our bow, but that's like the pretty much the only time that I'm actually facing the audience. And it's to the point where I will have staff members come up to me and be like, Oh, it was such a great concert last night. And I'll be like, Oh, you were there. (laughs) Cause I don't know who's in the audience. I just assume it's all the parents. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give another teacher that's, that's wanting to start or try something like this? I know you've said starts, you know, don't just, Hey kids, here we go. (laughs) But what, you know, what, what would you start with? Um, I would start, I would start with them in terms of music choices. What do they want to play? You know, start there because it's very easy to, um, give them the link to JW Pepper 
to give them the parameters. It's like, okay, you're going to click on concert band. You're going to click on grade one. Oh, and that's the other thing I should say. All of these schools that I've been at, I've started their band programs. So they might be my grade 10 students, but they're playing grade one music, right? So like I am doing this with beginners. Um, and yeah, like giving them the parameters to go in there and, and choose. And we, what I've been doing the last few years is incorporating technology. I've been lucky enough that most of the time I'm at schools that are in with one-to-one -one programs. Um, it was actually only this last year that I was in a school where they didn't have technology for the kids, but a lot of the students brought their own in. And I would basically set up um, uh, Google, not Google, sorry, Microsoft Teams. I was in Beijing. Google's illegal. So I have on Microsoft Teams and I would put in this, a conversation starter. It's like, okay, what music should we be playing? And each student was required <laughs> to put in two different pieces that they thought we should play. And they would basically copy and paste that link over. I encouraged them to write a little blurb about why we should play it. But I didn't go over the top in insisting upon that because all of my students are not just learning their instrument, but they're also learning English. And so it was for me, it was like, if you can listen and know that this is good for us, like, I'm going to be happy with that. And then we would just go through and their homework that night, instead of practicing their instrument, their homework would be to go through, listen to all of those songs and upvote the ones that they really liked. And usually by the end of the week, I would have a set of like four to six songs that the kids wanted to play. So that's a great place to start. It also, you can start doing stuff, turning that kind of an activity into a listening assignment where you know, you've given them, my kids always had these listening logs um, and it would, and they would have to go through and, you know, listen for the theme and listen for dynamics and listen for instrumentation and, and things like that. And I had, uh, different levels for my different, uh, levels of English that my students were in. And I also had on my board, um, whoops, I had a giant, my classroom was, um, uh, an old dance room. So I had a wall of mirrors. So those mirrors became my giant bulletin board that I would put all these different pieces of paper up on with words and symbols. And it was like a giant word wall. But one portion of that word wall was specifically for my English language learners. And we had like the words that were appearing on the listening log and what it meant in English. And then an example sentence of what an answer could be in English. And underneath that, we wrote exactly the same thing in Korean. We wrote exactly the same thing in Putonghua. Like, so when I had all of these different languages in the classroom, I had this. So they could easily go back to it going like, what, what does she mean by this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was kind of one of those. It was like a double duty uh, set of assignments because they could 
go through and listen to these things and fill out their listening logs and be done with those. In addition to now we have our concert planned out in terms of music that we're going to play. So that's, that's where I would start. If it was a teacher who is like, I, I don't want to give up control of all of this. It's too public. I get that. I've been there. Let's start with giving them a hand in choosing the music. And then your MCs, because most people have student MCs these days. Get your MCs to say that at the beginning. We chose this music. And, you know, you'll find as a teacher, generally speaking, most of your parents and most of your admin are going to be on board with that. And then you can expand from there. You know, the next year, maybe it's the students are choosing the music and they're writing the script for the MCs. And then you'll expand on and it'll be like the students were also in charge of the refreshment table. So there's going to be these little things that you can just kind of keep adding on bit by bit by bit. And, you know, five years down the road, you're going to be sitting back going, okay, guys, you got a concert coming up. See you in three months. <laughs> yes. I, and I so much agree. Just start small, pick one little thing and then add on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be that you're only doing one thing per year. Mm -hmm. You know, this year I'm going to let, or it could be one thing per concert. This concert, I'm choosing the music, but you guys are going to write the script. Next concert, you're choosing the music. I'll write the script. Like it doesn't have to be overwhelming, just little bits. And it doesn't always have to be the same bit. Well, Mandy, yeah. this, this has been awesome. We appreciate everything that you've, you've had to tell us about and just kind of, it's, it's great to hear people, you know, trying things and, and, you know, taking risks with their students and just having really good experiences. So um, if someone wanted to connect with you to hear more about, you know, what you're doing for student-centered learning and your cool international teaching adventures, where can they find you? Um, okay. So on Twitter, I'm, at M Hollingshead. And then my email is Ms. Mandy at mhollingshead.com. Um, my website is not currently accessible and I got to figure that out. WordPress and Google are not playing nicely together. Um, and, but there also, once upon a time, I had a podcast as well, pre pandemic. Uh, and that was Teaching Brood. So there's also, you can contact me through Teaching Brood as well. Very cool. We'll make sure we put links to all of that good stuff. Yay. <laughs> it was fun being here. I, I always love talking to you guys. I know. We could talk, talk all weekend if we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have been talking a lot today. <laughs> it's been <Right>. great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, thanks to everybody listening. We'll see you later. for joining us make sure you subscribe below and follow us on social media i'm at musical Teresa. i'm singing finch one and you can follow the hashtag pass the baton book